Well, back here with another edition of our Preps Podcast. This is Kyle Neddenrip of the Indy Star, if I can say my name right, and uh, Logan Hunt from the Mick Network. And uh, Logan, a uh, good week of football games ahead of us in uh, week five. It's hard to believe we're already to the, uh, to the uh, basically the midpoint of the uh, regular season anyway. And, uh, you know, I think things start to shake out a little bit and wanted to start, you know, talking about the Mick and, and a big game this weekend. We have North Central at, at uh, Center Grove. Uh, 4-0 against 4-0, uh, North Central uh, coming off a really nice win, 27-21 over Lawrence North on Friday night in a game where they got ahead and, and kind of had to hold off Lawrence North late and uh, were able to do so. And, and two teams that, you know, really, really good defenses on both sides. North Central, probably a surprising stat to note that they've actually beat Center Grove the last two years, and I don't think people would probably expect that. Uh, to be the case, but uh, should be a really good uh, good game uh, Friday night down at Center Grove. What what kind of chances do you give the Panthers in this one uh, going on the road? Oh, I mean the Panthers have as good as chances anybody. Uh, we obviously we know Center Grove feels like they're the cream of the crop. They look like it, but North Central has once again done with what they do every single season, and they win football games. They find a way to win. Uh, may not look the prettiest. They may not be blowing people out, but they're still getting up big wins in the win column, especially with this last week's performance over Lawrence North and the manner in which they did that as well. A team with a lot of offensive capabilities, uh, they were able to really hold them at bay. So I think this is going to be a, a much closer matchup. Uh, we're not going to see tons of tons of scores. Uh, it's going to be a bit different ball game this time around for, for Center Grove compared to some of their other games that they've had this year. Yeah, this is probably the one team that that plays kind of a similar style to Center Grove. They 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 have done it with defense, but they also have you know good offensive players. Uh, you know, David Smith has been been really good this season for uh, North Central. He's a bit slimmed down at, at running back, and uh, had another nice game on Friday night against uh, Lawrence North. Uh, so they're they're one team maybe that can match up uh, defensively. You know, and I don't think we've seen that yet to this point. Uh, Center Grove beat Ben Davis. They're coming off a, a 35 to 12 win uh, over the Giants on Friday, and and interesting to note and kind of amazing to note they they shut out Warren, shut out Carmel, and then for three quarters had shut out Ben Davis. So 11 consecutive quarters uh, against teams that uh, I think all three of them have nine state championships to their credit: Warren, Carmel, and Ben Davis. And uh, that safe to say, I don't think that's ever been done before. Uh, you know, to shut those three teams out uh, like that, although they didn't finish it against Ben Davis in a shutout, but uh, pretty darn close. So this is as dominant of a defense uh, that, that as we've seen, Logan, uh, Eric Moore, that was his 200th uh, career victory at Center Grove on Friday night against Ben Davis. Uh, what have you seen? I mean, what, what's going to be, you know, the, the, the how, how can you beat Center Grove? What's going to be the keys uh, to, to, uh, to knocking this team off? And what, what does North Central have to do Friday night to make that happen? I think the number one thing is you have to limit the mistakes on your side of the ball. Uh, you can't have false starts. You can't have holding. You can't do anything like that that's going to set you back offensively because that defense just doesn't give an inch ever. Uh, if you're going to beat them through the air, it's going to have to be with quick passes, quick out routes, quick slants, find some guys uh, uh, you know, in, in, in open space and let them go to work. Because uh, we saw a couple times where Ben Davis – and Warren both challenged uh, Center Grove's secondary on some long balls, and, and the secondary uh, came up big with some interceptions and some some uh, some breakups. So uh, it's a 
team that's not going to get beat over the top very often. So you're going to have to beat them with the short game. You have to be able to establish some sort of run game. Uh, I'm not sure if you're ever going to break a big one against them with, with uh, those guys in the box for center Grove. But uh, if you're going to do it, it's going to have to be a steady dose of offense, and, and you cannot get behind the sticks. Kevin O'Shea, known as a offensive coach, a very creative uh, offensive uh, mind, has Zade Vestal at quarterback this year for the Panthers. And uh, I think – you know, I, I would anticipate this would probably be somewhat of a low-scoring game. I, I don't, you know, North Central's not going to go out and score 30 points, I don't think. So they're going to need to keep it, you know, probably in the 20s at the most and, and try to limit Center Grove to field goals as much as they can. And, you know, Center Grove can make field goals. I mean, that's not, uh, you know, it's not like they're going to uh, be unable to do that with uh, Austin Watson, you know, kicking those field goals. He's, he's as good as they come. Uh, in that category in, in the MIC and, and probably in the state. So uh, they can do that. But the more you can kind of keep them out of the end zone, and it sounds you know sounds easier said than done, but uh, I think the more you can kind of you know win third down, uh, you know, force field goals, force punts uh, here and there. And obviously you're going to have to slow down uh, that running game with Carson Steele and, and Daniel Weems. And I, I, think, they, I think they can to, to an extent. Uh, but then you always have the playmaking ability uh, from Taven Jackson as well, and a good receiving core. So there's just a lot of things that have to go right, you know, if you if you're going to beat Center Grove. And I think that'll be uh, you probably have to win the turnover battle, you know, kind of like you mentioned, limit your own mistakes and and hop on those fumbles uh, when they happen and and turn those into uh, opportunities for your offense. But you know, it seems like Logan the uh, the, the center grove offense has kind of started to slowly get it going here as the season's progressed as well. And, uh, it was Carson Steele up to 425 yards rushing now, nine touchdowns and he's, his average per carry is up to 6.3. So, uh, looking pretty good. I mean, I think as we know, they, their offense seems to get better every year as the weather starts to cool off. Oh, absolutely. I mean, this is, this is a game where Carson Steele had, uh, against Ben Davis, he had three touchdowns in the first quarter. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was it, it was a heavy dose of, of Carson Steele, and and like I said, that that running game has really uh, done a great job, and that old line for Center Grove is as big as they come as well. And they're starting to progress; they're getting better and better. Some of those holes that I saw in Game One when they faced Warren Central, uh, they've they've kind of patched up a couple things and sharpened up uh, compared to what I've seen this past week. So uh, they do a phenomenal job of making. Make it a nice, easy run path for whether it's Steele, Jackson, or Weems, or whoever whoever they're giving the ball to. Uh, there's always seems to be a hole there. And those two teams uh, will uh, do battle on Friday night down at Center Grove. That'll be number one, Center Grove, number three as the uh, new rankings come out. North North Central's ranked third, so one versus three. Uh, should be a great game, and uh, you know I, I think it'll be Center Grove is is the favorite anytime they take the field, most likely this year. But uh, that'll be a great challenge from the team that looks to be uh, at this point number two in the in the MIC. Uh, elsewhere in the MIC on Friday night, Logan, uh, we saw you know and to look back, you know, just a minute, we saw Carmel win 45-44, uh, double overtime over Pike. Uh, like I mentioned, the Center Grove and North Central wins, and then uh, Warren Central forty to zero uh, over Lawrence Central. Uh, probably more lopsided than was expected after Warren had struggled the first two weeks on offense, uh, not scoring a point. So they go out and score forty and shut out the Bears. And uh, now they will host uh, Ben Davis. I know you guys are doing this game on Friday night, the old uh, East East Side West Side uh, rivalry, and uh, two teams really looking to uh, to get a victory. 
And I think Warren, again, you know, we mentioned it a couple times, probably better team than uh, their one and two record shows. Ben Davis, I, I think the jury's probably out. They had a good win against Pike and then have had some other, you know, tough losses against teams that are really, really good and kind of a, <clears throat> a bit of a reloading slash rebuilding type season for the Giants. Uh, what do you see out of this game on Friday night? What do you expect to see? Yeah, I'm expecting this game to to come down to uh, defense. I mean, I, th- I think that that's going to be the name of the game. I think uh, both of the offenses have big play ability, and, it, and it's going to be whether or not we're going to find ourselves in a track meet or not. Because uh, you know these team these teams have it. Uh, we've seen for Ben Davis, Dalen Cornell hasn't played as much offensively, but when you're facing Warren Central, a crosstown rival. I'm just I don't I, I'm just throwing it out there. If I was the coach, I'm throwing in my best player on there on the offensive end to try to get a win in, in, in the Circle City Showdown. You know, I, I think that's something that that we could see pop up in the offense uh, with how much he played last year. But I know they're saving him majority for defense. That's something to keep an eye out for. And if you're Warren Central, I got uh, the main thing for them is that they they finally have some confidence. I mean, after go after getting shut out the first two games and being maybe behind the eight ball. Uh, with with losing a couple weeks to to uh, COVID restrictions and quarantine and, and things of that nature, uh, it seems like they're finally starting to play again. And 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 whenever you score forty points, it doesn't matter who you're facing. When you see that ball in the end zone, you start making some crisp passes. You open up some running lanes. Uh, they're going to come into this game uh, thinking that they can get a win as well. And they have Ben Davis at home, so uh, you can throw the records, you know. Throw, throw them out the window. When these two teams face off, it's something that you're going to want to see. Should be a good game over at Warren. And, again, I think Warren probably – I think they're going to – I would pick them to win this game, and I, I would kind of look out for them. You know, keep them in the back of your mind as, as far as a team as the, the season progresses. Uh, that could kind of rise up and maybe be that team that uh, you know is right there, you know, in the running at the, in the at least in the top three in the conference. Another team that uh, I think is is uh, going to be interesting to watch this week is uh, is Lawrence North. You know, coming off that loss to uh, North Central, they will host Carmel, and uh, you know, Omar Cooper missed some time during that game. Uh, he was out with injury, came back in, and, and uh, so he's kind of in and out of that game. And, and Lawrence North drove down the field. They were down to the 15 of uh, North Central, down by six, unable to uh, punch it in. And they they host a Carmel team that's kind of been all over the place too, uh, 45-44, like I mentioned, over Pike on Friday. But it took double overtime, and it took a, uh, a missed two-point two conversion at the end of that second overtime for Carmel to hang on. And uh, Pike, but Pike, you know, rolled up a lot of yards, 470 uh, yards of offense in that game. And uh, Xavier Simpson had a huge game receiving uh, 107 yards, receiving on six catches and, and, uh, and really kind of burned that Carmel secondary a little bit. So, you know, you, you kind of wonder, you know, what does, what does Carmel have against that Lawrence North offense? Uh, again, mentioning Cooper, you know, and being out a little bit in that game, you kind of wonder what their big playability would be. Uh, if he can't go all the way through in that game. But uh, this is kind of a fascinating game uh, to see if Lawrence North can bounce back from a tough loss. And, you know, what what does Carmel kind of have in the tank? And what do we see out of them in the second half of the season? I think a lot of intrigue around uh, what we'll see Friday at Lawrence North. And this is a game that that uh, both both teams have something to prove at this point. You know, if you're, if you're the Greyhounds, things haven't really gone your way the first half of the season. You just... Uh, snuck out against against Pike last week. Uh, there's there's a lot to prove. There's a lot of question marks on that defensive it on the defensive side of the ball. Uh, and, and when you're facing one of the most dynamic offenses 
uh, with a couple players with McCauley and, and Cooper, uh, you you really have something to prove if you're if you're the Greyhounds, if you're Lawrence North, this is almost almost a make or break game to see if your program is going to take that next step. This is a game that you, that feels like you have to get uh, uh, having Carmel and with the talent that you have uh, and the defensive struggles we've seen the Greyhounds have. Uh, whether Omar Cooper's 100% or not, you know, we aren't quite sure, and, and we hope that, that he is because obviously you want the best players on the field uh, at all times. But uh, this is a game for Lawrence North where they haven't put up as many points in the last couple of weeks as I think they, they would have liked and, and have anticipated maybe that they would. So this is one where it, it feels like it could break loose. Yeah, Lawrence North, if you want to be a kind of a top half of the conference or, a, you know, top two or, or in that range, top three, uh, you need to go win this game. Uh, both those teams one and one right now in the mix. So uh, that the lot, lot riding on that uh, game Friday night at Lawrence North. And then the other game, uh, Logan, on Friday night, Pike, uh, they've showed a lot, uh, I think, throughout the uh, first four games of this season offensively. Um, you know, and, and nearly snuck that game. They were down 31 to 10 uh, in that game. DeCarmel rallied and almost able to win it. And they go to a Lawrence North team or Lawrence Central team, excuse me, that uh, coming off a, a rough 40 uh, nothing loss to Warren. Uh, this is a game you kind of expect Pike to go out there and win, but I, I think Lawrence Central. Uh, I know you saw them play Lawrence North really tough two weeks ago. Uh, they're going to you know give it all they got and know that you know this is maybe one that they can get possibly at home. And Lawrence Central has some guys that can make plays. I mean, it, it takes one broken tackle for those guys to get off to the races, and you'll never see them again. <laughs> you'll find them in the end zone on the big screen. Uh, that, that's how quick they are. So uh, Lawrence Central has some guys that, that can really go on the outside and get things rolling. So that's something that I think, I think Pike might be okay with as well, so maybe getting in a foot race with those two teams. We could see some big numbers put on the board from both of these squads. Yeah, I think that should be an interesting game as well. Again, Pike, uh, you know, they, they, I'm sure kicking themselves. That's a couple years in a row uh, they've had a chance to win a game late with a two point conversion. Haven't got it, but uh, I like the I like. You know, what do you think? Go for two uh, in that situation? Is that is that what you would do? Go for the win? Absolutely, it's the regular season. It's not like uh, it's for a ranking or for home field advantage or anything like that. You're just playing it for the bragging rights and uh, and to get a win. I love it. I love it. go for the win. If you're going to win it, go go. If you think that's your play, you got. Even if you don't get it, uh, I'm all for it. I, I like that call by uh, Pat Echeverria, uh, even though they didn't get it on Friday night. Uh, Logan, one of the the big stories, and I was there to cover it. Uh, Mount Vernon goes out and beats New Pal, uh, 35-22 on Friday night. Ends New Pal's 65 game uh, regular season win streak, 30 games overall that uh, New Pal had won. Uh, it was one of those streaks like you, you never knew when it was going to come to an end. As, as this season progressed, though, and we, we watched the first three weeks, it uh, certainly appeared that Mount Vernon looked like the real deal. And, and Friday night, after seeing them up close, uh, they were definitely, you could tell the first half, they were the, they were the better team, just, just more speed, um, you know, more weapons offensively. New Pal, kind of a rebuilding year. Again, it's a it's more of a reloading uh, than it is rebuild at New Pal, but uh, still, just obviously they weren't the same. Uh, you know, didn't have the athletes quite, and they're just not. You know, they're 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 not as explosive. Other than Blake Austin at receiver, who's really good, uh, they don't have a that, those Charlie Spiegel types or those Max and Hook types all over the place. Yeah, kind of like they've had in the past. So it was a little bit different of of a scene, and and it almost felt like Mount Vernon, you know, 
you're you're free to go ahead and win this game if it, if you can do it. You know, it's it's it was kind of a mentality tent thing. And I know Mike Kirshner talking to him after the game. He that's what he said too. He said watching it uh, on film and and watching uh, both teams, he felt like they matched up physically better than they have in 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 the, his three years there for sure, and probably going back even further. Uh, but it had been such blowout losses to New Pal uh, over the years that you just wonder how that wears on a team mentally. You know, last year they lost uh, 49-7. Uh, Kirshner's first year was 64 nothing. So those type of losses just, just beat you down. Uh, hadn't been close. At all. I think they'd scored 20 points in the last eight years against New Pal. You know, something, something crazy like that. So... You know, for them to win that game, and I was really, you know, super impressed with uh, 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 Gary Slunaker, their quarterback, uh, good passer, you know, good, very, you know, very good as far as his reads and, you know, putting the ball in the money, good arm strength, uh, all those things. And then the weapons they have, like Ryland Cole, uh, who's going to Indiana State, these are real, you know, they have some real athletes there. And, you know, it does make you wonder, you know, they've, they've got a, you know, good facilities there. They've got a, a coach in place who's done it. Uh, at the highest level of high school football, um, you know, I don't know if it's a, a transfer of power so much, but I think there's maybe two, you know, two teams in that conference now that that will do battle, and and uh, I think we'll see this uh, this reign of complete dominance by New Pal uh, might come to an end because you've got a, a serious challenger now in Mount Vernon, even though they're in different classes right now. New Pal's five A. Mount Vernon's 4A, but uh, more realistically, New Pal is a 4A school by enrollment. Uh, so I think I'm I'm looking forward to seeing these teams go head to head. And I know this isn't the end for New Pal, but uh, it's kind of a it was an interesting night, you know, just to kind of watch uh, Mount Vernon rise to the challenge and, and beat the team that had been uh, annihilating everybody for so so long. It's Kyle Ralph's first loss uh, during the regular season, which is which is crazy after his his eight year, in his eighth year there. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, when you think about the longevity of this streak and, and how many years it took, how many people have come and gone, how many games you you thought maybe were going to be close, and and for this one uh, to be the one, uh, definitely probably hurts a little bit more. That it was a in conference team and a team inside Hancock County for them, but uh, I think this was speaks volumes more so to what Mount Vernon is doing, as you alluded to, and the program that's starting to rise there. I mean, this is this is one of those program building wins. This is one that you can hang your hat on. That we say, okay, maybe they've turned that corner. This is a team to look out for. You, you saw all the ingredients were in place as whether or not you were going to get the final product. And and uh, this, this does feel like like it could be because New Pal still a very good team this year, and I think still a, a, a contender uh, for the state title. At any point, they can turn it in gear. I mean, maybe they don't have all of the threats that we're used to them having, but still a championship caliber team. So. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how they come out next week. Both of those teams have interesting games this week as well, too. New Pal uh, goes to Pendleton Heights. That's another rivalry game in the in the Hoosier Heritage. And uh, Pendleton Heights is 4-0. And, oh. and they, they've kind of been the team also that has been – uh, you know, really solid in that league, and and uh, it could have the you know the athletes in a given year to to give you trouble, uh, and they have you know they've kind of been the closest uh, before Mount Vernon, uh, you know here the last couple of years, but you know so that'll be interesting. I'm sure the Arabians will be uh, are ready for that one uh, against New Pal, knowing New Pal coming off that loss, and uh, could it be two in a row? You know that's kind of the the question. And then Mount Vernon they go to and Kirshner mentioned this right away. Uh, they go to Delta this week, and Delta's had their number the last couple of years. And Delta, you know, they're also uh, coming in at three and zero. They had a, a game 
uh, postponed or canceled early in the first week of the season, but have won all three since then. And they, they like I said, they've beaten uh, Mount Vernon the last couple of years. So both, it's kind of a, a, an interesting week coming off that huge game, a lot of emotions in, in a rivalry game like that. And now, you know, they both have big games again this week. So uh, keep an eye, I'll have an eye on both those games on Friday for sure. Uh, kind of curious what New Pal you know, what their mentality will be coming off that, uh, you know, that, that loss. And they could, they could very well, you know, knowing them you know, over the years, they could go out and, and win by, uh, you know, four touchdowns on Friday. I wouldn't be surprised uh, knowing uh, kind of what that program is made of. But uh, Logan also, you know, we saw some, some other big games on Friday and uh, we talked about Brownsburg and, and Avon and, and that rivalry game, uh, on Friday and Brownsburg, you know, they kind of asserted themselves 47, 29, uh, Caleb Marcus had another big game, the sophomore running back for Brownsburg. And I think that's, you know, when, when you're looking at what championship teams are made of, you know, you go out and win the games you should win. And I think Brownsburg probably is a, is a little bit better team than Avon right now. Uh, I was impressed. They went out and kind of just took care of business on Friday and, and, uh, and put up 47 on, on Avon. Absolutely. Brownsburg looks like one of the best teams in the state. They've answered the call every single time. Uh, there are some questions about that Avon defense and the amount of points they've let up the last couple weeks as well. But still, Brownsburg uh, getting up for one for another rivalry game, and it feels like they've had big game after big game after big game these last couple weeks because uh, they are the hunted. So uh, it's a team that, once again, has answered the call. And maybe a little surprising just because it was a rivalry how many points were put up, but still... Uh, you know that, that that Bulldog team has plenty of weapons to go to uh, uh, when the season keeps keeps tracking on, and, and I have full confidence that they'll they'll be all right. Caleb Marcus had uh, 230 yards rushing in that game, and including uh, 57 and 43 yard touchdowns. Uh, both of those were late in the game, so that that's a uh, you know a good win, a really solid win for uh, Brownsburg, and I think we'll see. You know, we could see those teams meet again. Although that sectional has Carmel and Pike in it as well, uh, so there's no guarantees. You know, once we get to that sectional, what's going to happen? But uh, that'll be uh, you know something to watch. Those teams normally have played twice in a season uh, because of the sectional rivalry as well. So uh, that will be something to watch down the road. But uh, Brownsburg stays uh, as the rankings had come out uh, earlier today. Actually, they stayed at uh, number two uh, in Class 6A, uh, just ahead of North Central. So uh, Brownsburg, uh, a team to watch. And they, uh, this week, uh, Logan, they go to Fishers. So Fishers is, is one and three, a game you would expect Brownsburg to win. But, uh, you know, Fishers, Fishers has, has shown they go out on Friday and then uh, it was 21-9, to nine, uh, lost to uh, HSE. HSE uh, now is three and one. And, uh you know, probably one of the surprise teams. They go to Westfield. That's another really interesting game on Friday night. Uh, both those teams sitting at three and one. HSC's only loss was that one pointer to uh, North Central uh, a couple weeks ago. So, you know, this is I think you know I write about this later this week. But HSC, one of those teams that probably we didn't expect them to be in the position they're in right now. Uh, but uh, they're looking really solid defensively. Have played really well. Have a nice win over Avon under their belt. And uh, they look to be a team that that belongs in the top ten. And you know, this week they are, uh, you know, coming in at uh, number eight. So you know, they're right there in the top ten in six A and looking like the real deal. Absolutely, they they've looked like the real deal. They, like I said they're another team that really have 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 shown that they're better than many were predicting this year. There really weren't any steps taken back. They've been prepared and ready to go. And it's a team that I think that. Uh, 
anything have a good chance to make a deep run in the tournament. This is Michael Kelly's uh, first season uh, at HSC after uh, coaching at Seymour uh, each of the last three years and uh, you know come in and done a really nice job. He's a former assistant in the district. He was at uh, Fishers before, uh, so kind of knows, you know, going in, uh, felt comfortable kind of knowing uh, the situation he was coming into. Uh, so that so that's the uh, kind of the look at the Hoosier cross, crossroads as well. Uh, HSC at Westfield on Friday, Brownsburg at Fishers, two of the bigger games, and then Avon goes to Franklin Central. Noblesville uh, is at Zionsville, and uh, Logan wanted to run this by you too. Uh, Cathedral is uh, you know they win thirty nine to twenty over uh, Chatard on on Friday night. Uh, I wrote last week about Mario McCulloch, their uh, the former uh, standout in the defensive secondary who who died. He was shot and killed uh, in uh, late March, uh, kind of right after the, the pandemic began. And, uh, you know, really was a beloved teammate, uh, a really hard worker. I was super impressed with just watching him on the field. I covered their games against Decatur Central and, and New Pile last year in the tournament. And uh, he was he was the real deal. I mean, he was a hitter. Uh, fearless. He went toe to toe with Charlie Spiegel. Uh, he tackled him. I remember six times uh, solo, and you just didn't see that uh, happen very often. So, you know, he's been a big uh, motivation for this team this year. But you know, kind of looking forward, I you know, I think people are starting to maybe talk about Nathan McCahill as a potential uh, Mister Football uh, candidate, and and with what he's done so far this season at quarterback for the Irish, I think it's hard to. You know, not put him in the in the mix for that. He he, you know, he, he's a really good thrower. He's had a great uh, first four games of the season, and you know, still super early to be talking about, you know, Mister Football candidates. But uh, I think certainly, you know, at this point with what he's done and and you know w- what he's done against really good competition, and he will again this week. They play uh, Cincinnati St. Xavier uh, at Arlington on Friday, but. Uh, I think he's he's a guy that uh, in a year where maybe you don't have the you know the Spiegel uh, situation where you know he's a state record uh, winning all breaking all these records, uh, he could be a guy that that puts himself right in squarely in the mix uh, for that for that honor. No, absolutely, and he and he should be. He's, he's earned every right of it with the teams that Cathedral has faced and how they've continued to keep winning as well. That always helps because we know. Uh, Winning a state title always helps uh, winning Mr. Football as well, or at least getting your team there and being in, in consideration for it. Uh, and right now, Cathedral's in that prime position, and it's been due larger in part to the play of Nathan McCahill and how well he's done uh, in the big-time moments. Yeah, he had another uh, really, really big game on Friday night against uh, Chatard, and was trying to pull up his numbers here, and I will in a second, but uh, just to – you know that that offense has been so explosive, and and I think really what it could could come down to Logan is they you know they have Center Grove at the end of the year, and uh, you know I is you know kind of hoping both teams would would make it there undefeated. You know I don't care what happens really, but just for the sake of you know being a big game and that sort of thing, I think it'd be kind of a neat situation if they were. Still a long way to go, and Center Grove's got to get through North Central first of all, and and the rest of the mix. Cathedral's got a really tough schedule with a, a you know a, a run of Cincinnati teams upcoming here uh, in the next three weeks, and Saint Xavier is is really good. Uh, that will be a significant challenge this weekend uh, for for Cathedral, but and a chance for us to kind of do comparative scoring as well uh, after Brownsburg beat uh, Saint X early in the season. So you know two teams that are probably right at the top in uh, in uh, Indiana going against the same opponent. 
Uh, but McCahill just pulled up here 68% passing, uh, 1,205 yards in five games, 13 touchdowns and two picks. So really good uh, passing numbers uh, beyond really good. Just excellent. 204 rushing yards as well and six touchdowns. So, you know, and that's, that's again, against really good competition. Uh, I know he's not doing it alone, but uh, those are those are excellent numbers. And, and uh, you know, probably from a guy that, you know, we didn't really know much about because he was a backup last year. Uh, so to be doing what he's doing, that's 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 really uh, surprising and and really impressive. Absolutely, he just you know kind of came onto the map this year, and we we didn't really have a huge warning about him. Uh, we heard some things when he was back up how you know he could really sling it, but once you see a guy in real time with varsity time uh, facing real big time opponents, you just never know. You just never know what you're going to get. And uh, so far, he has answered the call, and he's been a guy that. Uh, really has commanded this, this uh, cathedral team uh, back to its prom- its prominence. Yeah, cathedral right at the top. Uh, they're ranked number one again in in five A, uh, as they have been the last couple weeks, and uh, probably no no big surprise there. We do have a new number one in four A. Actually, Mount Vernon uh, does take the top spot uh, away from Mooresville after that big win over uh, New Pal. Mooresville beat Greenwood forty one to thirteen on on Friday. And uh, that sets up a big game, too, uh, Logan. Uh, Mooresville in the mid-state uh, goes to Decatur Central. Decatur Central is ranked fifth in, uh, in Class 5A. So, you know, that's a one against four, one against five. And Decatur Central's kind of owned that. They're a little bit bigger of a school than Mooresville. But uh, as we've seen, Mike Gillen's really got that program going at Mooresville. Uh, and th- in this game probably will decide the mid-state. And that's kind of been Decatur. You know, that's been their – conference here the last few years and uh and uh, correction on that they're actually ranked number three this week so decatur uh right there at the top and and uh you know looking for another big win this week yeah two of the best teams you'll find at that level as well and it has this seems like uh decatur central uh the they has been their bread and butter where they've taken care of business uh here and there and and have really owned it and like I said maybe have a little bit of an edge with the size of their school but uh it, it seems like for Decatur Central, uh, we, we've seen the talent that, they, that they've that they had these last couple of years, and be able to carry that on is something remarkable. But what we've seen Mike Gillen do uh, with Mooresville is something that we, we expected. Uh, it's something that we knew uh, uh, with his time down there that, that it was it was going to be on the rise, and it was just a matter of time. And again, some of the, uh, some of the bigger games this week, uh, like I mentioned, North Central at, at Center Grove, both teams 4-0. St. Xavier versus Cathedral. That game's at Arlington High School. Uh, Carmel will be at Lawrence North. Uh, ben Davis at Warren Central. Mooresville at Decatur. HSE at Westfield. Brownsburg at Fishers. Dupal at Pendleton Heights. Uh, another one, Tri-West, will go to Danville. Tri-West off to a 3-1 and start. Uh, Danville is 2-0 and and uh, has only played two games because of one of its own quarantine situations and then lost a game early because of an opponent's quarantine. So, uh, they are only played two games so far. Uh, Garen Catholic also goes to Ron Colley. Ron Colley, uh, two and one, got a big win over uh, Columbus North on Friday night. Uh, Baron uh, Hebler has had a really nice season so far, running back for Ron Colley. Uh, that will be a big game. And then uh, Chatard goes to Southport. Chatard uh, three and one, looking to come back off that uh, loss to uh, Cathedral on Friday. So a lot of good games on the schedule. We're into week five now. And uh, keep keep plunging forward. There were fewer cancellations again last week than there were 
uh, any week so far. So, and, and so far this week, it looks pretty light, although it's only Tuesday right now. Uh, as far as that goes, but uh, hasn't been a whole lot of disruption uh, to this point. And, uh, you know, as far as that goes, and I, I think people were nervous, maybe we'd have more and more as it, as it goes along and we've actually had less uh, for whatever the reason. So hopefully that means people are doing the right thing, either doing that or, you know, just kind of able to avoid it in one way or another. But uh, Logan, it seems like, you know, I don't think that, again, we, we've talked about it before. Don't, don't anticipate there'll be any, be any massive shutdown or anything like that, but uh, we continue to move forward with this season, and uh, and I think uh, maybe it's gone a little bit more smoothly than people anticipated it would. Which is fantastic. It's something that we were all hoping for, that this was going to happen, that we were going to be able to keep playing, and, and I think we can attribute it to people doing what they need to do, uh, specifically at the schools, the administration, and everyone you know, masking up and making sure that they're that they're doing their due diligence and 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 uh making sure that they are quarantined when they need to and they're staying healthy and they're washing their hands and doing everything they need to so uh you know i I think that's that's been huge it shows uh uh, what the power of football can do for people if you know if you want to be able to play we have to do things the right way and 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 i'm i think we're extremely fortunate that uh we're going to be out here for another week and things are on the downward trend that's what we like to see, and hopefully that means that we can keep playing further and further down this season. Well, Logan, I'll be at uh, North Central and uh, Center Grove on Friday. Uh, what does the Mick Network have in store for this week? We will be at Warren Central covering the Ben Davis-Warren Central matchup, a uh, big-time rivalry game. Both teams really hungry for a win. So, uh, throw, I said, throw the records out, out of the door and just come watch a great football game. I anticipate a lot of defense being played in that game and uh, probably some big plays. There's always sometimes sometimes in that game it's it's a lot wilder than maybe uh, you'd think it would be. And, and uh, I think that might that could be the case on Friday night again. Uh, but uh, Warren, I think, again, I, you never say Warren's a sneaky uh, team by any means. But I think maybe people kind of sleeping on them after that 0-2 start and they didn't score. Uh, I think they're probably better than what people think, and uh, I guess we'll find out. Ben Davis, I think, is going to get better, too, as the year goes along, but it uh, should be a good game Friday night, and uh, make sure to stay with all our coverage, too, at IndyStar.com. Logan, really appreciate you coming on again. Absolutely. Thank you. Thanks, everybody.